Welcome back in everyone to a very special episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. I'm just over the moon about today's episode. This is a very exciting interview to be sharing with all of you. We have all the way from the UK, the great and talented director, Tom Sutherland, joining us to talk to us today about the Fathom Events presentation of Titanic the Musical. It's captured live on stage in the UK for cinema screenings, and you can catch it November 4th and 8th at a cinema near you. Tickets and more information about these screenings can be found at fathomevents.com. This was an incredible production of the musical, very unique version of it. And so we are honored to have with us our guest, the director, Tom Sutherland. So let us go ahead and welcome on Tom. Tom, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for staying up late and joining us today. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I am just over the moon. I mean, we, we've been talking for the last little while about the show and about how incredible this production that you've put together is. And I'm excited to talk more about it. And I'm very excited that Fathom Events has captured your production for the screen to share with the world. And of course, the screening is celebrating the musical's 26th anniversary of the Broadway production and the 10th anniversary of the show's London premiere. So with all of that information going on, why don't we start with the very basic questions for some of our listeners out there who maybe don't know what is exactly is Titanic the musical about Titanic the musical is the story of the fateful maiden voyage of the RMS Titanic as she set sail from Southampton aiming for the new world and, and to, to dock in New York but of course spoiler alert doesn't quite make it and the, the the musical which may seem quite an unusual subject for the topic for a musical deals with the hopes and dreams and aspirations of the people who set sail on Titanic and sort of tells the, the what some people think is a rather unusual uplifting story of the lessons and what we can learn from the Titanic story. Now, you did a very unique version of the show. You did something very special with it. Can you tell us a little bit more about your particular version of Titanic that was captured for the screen? Yeah, so the Titanic started in, the UK version of Titanic started in 2013 in a theatre called Southwark Playhouse in London, which is sort of off West End venue in Borough, in a sort of a, a, quite 10 minutes outside of London. But it's a 230-seat theatre, which I'd done other sort of productions in. We've done a, a production of uh, Parade and Victor Victoria and Mac and Mabel, but it's a sort of a non-traditional theatre space. And when we're looking at the next piece that I wanted to do, I've always sort of been obsessed with Maury Essence, Titanic. I said, if we are doing the production here, it's going to be something quite unusual. We can't replicate the Titanic as the, as the Broadway original production sort of tried to do with their sort of larger than life epic sets. The production that we will do will focus on the people who sailed on the ship. So we will decide because we're in a much smaller theater to double the show and to create this, this new version, which has an ensemble of 20 playing more than one character. So you have a real ensemble feeling within already what Maury has written, an incredibly ensemble musical, uh, to really tell the story as an act, a troupe of actors that come together to portray more than one character, whether they are third class, second class, first class officers, each person sort of plays many different people as they come together and board the ship and tell this sort of tale. So it's it was a production which 
didn't replicate and didn't sort of naturalistically, slavishly recreate the voyage, but moreover put a spotlight on the people who sailed on her, which I think was actually the musical that Maury and Peter Stone put together. Wow, that sounds incredible. I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. And, I, you know, the fact that you've you've kind of bulked up with the ensemble, but downsized the set and everything. What was it like developing the show in that way and putting it together like that? Naturally, I think if you look at the genius of Maury Eston is that he can create a grand musical actually without a central leading character. I think the if you look at his version of, of Grand Hotel, again, it is a troop of people that come together that tell the story within this hotel. And, and the musical version of Titanic is the same. I'd even go as far to say the same with Nine. Yes, of course you have Guido who is the leading player, but you have all these women that surround him, which are his story. They each have their moment. And I think with Titanic, it's expertly crafted that you put together this, this musical where everybody has their moment. Every single actor on the stage has their moment to shine, has their song and has their aspect and version of, of telling the tale. So it sort of collectively tells the story rather than pinpointing on a, a fabricated or a sort of narrowing the story down to just one or two protagonists. Maury and Peter's musical is able to tell many different aspects of, of the Titanic voyage, which I just, I loved putting together on its feet and trying to tell in the size. The original theater we put it in was probably only three meters wide by six meters. It was, it was tiny. That's amazing. What was it like having it captured for, for the cinema and put on film? I mean, beyond my wildest dreams and such a treat that, that this opportunity even came up. But I think what's so good about what, what, what they've created and as they filmed it is that I hope that when you see it, you, you still see a theatrical production. There is a rather famous movie version of Titanic, which is out there. And I think Titanic probably is the most documented or videoed film, TV adaptations. There were so many visual references and, and dramatizations of Titanic. But I think what is so unique about Titanic the musical is, it's a theatrical telling. And that's at the heart of, of the production that we put together. It is a theatrical piece. And when they captured it, it it, it really holds the essence of, of seeing a live stage show and seeing a live musical, which was really important to me as, as, as sort of the idea came up to film it. That's incredible. Now, as you've mentioned, I, I, it is one of the most, if not the most film documented written about events or or tragedies in history and it's a very well-known show so what is the message or thought you're hoping the audience take away from your version of titanic the musical i think the musical actually is quite a personal experience and and it, it sort of i've been lucky enough to work on this now for 10 years and the what i think is the audience's reaction it sort of it, it everybody has a, a sort of different personal experience when they come and watch the show. I think it's because you go on a human journey. It's a human story. What you think is the story of the largest moving object in the world and wonderfully huge, gigantic, uh, you know, extravagance is actually a story of simplicity of, of people joining the ship. And I think that that's what, that's what people hold on to. And I think strangely, when we get to the end of the show, 
and and the 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 events have happened and in your you're left with the sort of survivors telling you their personal accounts it's strangely optimistic and and we understand how humanity in the face of adversity still triumphs and they still have hope and faith and will still continue and i think only a more yesin score can carry such a powerful and uplifting message in the face of such devastating adversity it's um it's yeah it's it, it, it overwhelms me every time i sort of see it it's as a piece of as a piece of writing as a piece of theater but it's funny it's it's entertaining and it's a grand broadway musical i think many people can take many many different things from it and it's wonderful my final question for this first part is who do you hope have access not only to the musical itself that you've made but to the screening event as many people as possible I think I'm I'm from a place called Warsaw in the UK, which is north of Birmingham, in a rather sort of working class and very town. I'm from a non-traditional theatre family, and the idea that the filming of this can go all across America and reach people that didn't necessarily have the opportunity to go to Broadway or come to London or go to the big theatres, that they can go to their local movie theatre and they can go and see a musical of, of this sort of, I'm not saying this production, but Maury's writing in Peter's work is, is I think one of the, the classics of the 20th century. It's one of the greatest musicals ever written. up now for our second part and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better and i want to start things off by asking you what or who inspires you what playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites strangely i love a classic american musical i think being a, a kid from from Warsaw in the uk i was brought up on the musicals of rodgers and hammerstein and Irving berlin and cole porter and those early sort of what Berlin would call the situation shows and the, the sort of transformation that Rodgers and Hammerstein did of Broadway were telling a story with 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 music uh, and telling any story you want, whether it's in uh, The King and I to the, the hills of The Sound of Music, you can tell anything with music and how a story is enhanced with music. But I trained as a theatre director at a place called Rose Bruford College, which is a sort of specialist for classic Chekhov, Shakespeare, and Ibsen. And I think that training, I I wanted desperately then to go and continue to work and apply the same sort of tools of classic drama of Shakespeare to Maury Essence's Titanic. Why can't you? You know, I don't want to do Pygmalion, I want to do My Fair Lady. Let me let me use the same tools as you have with that, as 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 we have with My Fair Lady. It's the singing is 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 poetry, is the same as Shakespeare, and the dialogue is prose. We we can use the same sort of tools you can with working with classic texts as you can with a musical. And there's no reason in my brain why they should be separated. So I grew up listening to sort of the classic era of, of Broadway and American musicals and MGM. And then sort of grew up and, and started seeing everything else but 
if you took me, if you said, where's my happy place? I think an obscure Rodgers and Hammerstein is, is where you'd find it. I love that. There is nothing quite like a golden era musical. I'm I'm right there with you. Now you are based in the UK and they have a fabulous plethora of theater going on right now. So I'm very curious, have you had a chance to see any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I I I've, I've been in, I've been away working from London recently, so so my sort of theater goings is is probably a couple of months out of date. But old friends, sometimes old friends is is on in London at the moment, and it is the great and the good of of British theatre and American theatre as well coming together to celebrate one of the greatest writers of musical theatre is yeah un- unreal. Uh, there's also the wonderful revival of Guys and Dolls, the immersive Guys and Dolls, which is at the Bridge, which is which is completely reconceiving what we knew as the great iconic musical again. And we, without changing a word, everything has changed. It's stunningly reconceived. And the same with Cabaret. I think we're on a, a second golden era here, especially with revivals of, of rediscovering and refinding that work again. So it was, yeah, to find new audiences for immersive work that these, these pieces no longer belong behind a proscenium. You can break that proscenium and bring them out into the house and let this wonderful world engulf an audience. I think that is so exciting. That is brilliant. I love that. Some wonderful suggestions in there. And I want to build on your answer a little bit and ask, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? I I clean the toilets to be in the theater. I do anything to work in the theater. And in my career, I've done, done everything from being a stage doorkeeper and cleaning them to selling programs. And now to be an artistic director at, at the Mayflower down in Southampton uh, and Mass, but also being a freelance director as well. I think I don't have a favorite as long as I get up in the morning and I head that way towards that sort of building or rehearsal room or meeting to do with theater, I'm happy. That is a fabulous answer. Spoken like a true theater artist. Well, we've now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests. I'm so excited to hear yours. And that's, what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, my God. I think if there is a, a one moment which always will stay with me, it's actually being a kid, being a little kid back in back in Warsaw and being taken by, with my grandmother to the Hippodrome in Birmingham. And they had a touring production of Carousel that was coming and I would have been only eight or nine years old and Carousel was arriving. I'd never seen it before. I didn't know what it was. And at the end of it, my grandmother said, you enjoy it? And I said, yeah. And I think this is the moment that sort of split the theater up and made me able to understand what the role of a director was because she said, I said, did you enjoy it, Granny? And she said, well, the set wasn't as good as I think it could have been. And I didn't, the leading lady was quite as good, but it's a beautiful score, you know, and it's a beautiful piece. And I think, just from that one comment that she made, made me understand as a little kid that there was maybe one or more ways to do it, which I don't think you understand when you watch a show, that you could change the set and you could cast a different person and you could play it in a certain different way. And then listen to the different recordings, it kind of set my mind going about how it was. But I think that moment of watching Carousel will always be a very special moment, sat in the front row of the dress circle at the Hippodrome in Birmingham. 
I never quite really, I've never gone back and seen what actual version it was of it that I saw, but maybe I should do that. That is a wonderful memory all the same. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. My pleasure. Do you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? It's nearly panto time in the UK. So it is this year we'll be doing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs down in, in the Mayflower in Southampton. But next year we will I will open a new revival of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which will will tour the UK and hopefully will will arrive at pastors further afield as well. So it's it's an absolute joy to look at that wonderful Sherman Brothers music and and find a new life for this sort of iconic film again on stage. I don't know what it is about me and, and vehicles and modes of transport, but whether it's a Titanic or a car. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a treat. That opens early next year and goes on a UK tour. So that's that's my next project. It's amazing. I love all that. And that brings me to my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about Titanic the Musical, about the screenings, or about you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? You can Titanic the Musical, you put it into Google and you'll find it all, all over and where it's being shown on the 4th and the 8th in, in movie cinemas. Me, I've got a website, tomsutherland.co.uk or at tomsutherland on Twitter if you want to find me on there as well. But yeah, just reach out and find me if you want to. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Tom, thank you so much once again for staying up late and taking the time to speak with us today. It has been a true honor. And congratulations on this masterpiece. It is a triumph, and we are so happy for you and all that you've achieved. So thank you very much. Thank you. I sincere, thank you so much for having me. It's really lovely to do an interview with somebody who is so enthusiastic about theater as well. And I sincerely hope you enjoy Titanic the Musical. Thank you. My guest today has been the director, Tom Sutherland, who directed the show Titanic the Musical, and it's being presented by Fathom Events. It was captured live on stage in the UK for cinema screenings. You can see that on November 4th and 8th at a cinema near you. Tickets and more information about this event can be found at fathomevents.com. The screening is celebrating the musical's 26th anniversary of the Broadway production and the 10th anniversary of the show's London premiere. We're going to have also some contact information for Tom that we're going to be posting on our episode description as well as on our social media posts. But make sure November 4th and 8th, you are booking your tickets at the closest cinema showing this to see Titanic the Musical. It's a brilliant reimagining of this classic tale. So don't miss it. Titanic the Musical presented by Fathom Events, November 4th and 8th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In stage whisper. Thank you.
if you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.